The Secrets of Star Wars is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. I am Emily Swallow, also known as the Armorer on The Mandalorian. And I'm just giving a little shout out to the Secrets of Star Wars podcast because this is the way. You're listening to The Secrets of Star Wars, episode 114. Hello there. It's a power that Jedi have that lets them control people and make things float. Impressive. Every word in that sense was wrong. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. I find your lack of faith disturbing. It's against my programming to impersonate a deity. That's not how the Force works. Force is with me, and I am with the Force, and I fear nothing. Remember... The Force will be with you, always. Hey everyone, I'm Mike Creevy, a.k.a. Old Ben, and you're listening to The Secrets of Star Wars, where we talk about everything connected to that galaxy far, far away, including the deeper themes and meanings. Just a reminder to please be sure to share the podcast on Twitter or Facebook and let us know how we're doing by leaving us a review. Spotify also now allows you to rate podcasts, so please give us a five-star rating over there, which helps us get seen by more people who would be interested in listening to our show. Today, we're discussing a theme near and dear to the Star Wars universe, and one that warrants some reflection and discussion because of its significance in Star Wars, but even more significantly, in our Catholic Christian faith, and that theme is fatherhood. And so today, we'll be considering some ways in which Star Wars characterizes good and not-so-good fatherly influence and example. And joining me tonight to unpack this profound topic are Father Fett himself, Father Andrew Kinstetter. Father, thanks for joining me. I wanted to start off by saying, I am your father. <laughs> but that like is so out of character for me. So uh, it's good to be here. And also we have the Ronin, a.k.a. Thomas Sanjurjo. Thomas, thank you for joining us tonight. It's excellent to be here. You know, it's funny, and, and unfortunately, we can't be uh, joined here tonight by uh, Andrew or Angela. They'll, they'll be back soon enough. But when I was doing the names here... And getting ready for it, I realized, Thomas, you're the only one I had down with your real name as the AKA. <laughs> I was like, yes, I am I the like, Ronin. Yeah, also like, known the as Ronin. The, that's my, uh, it's my uh, <laughs> secret identity, right? <laughs> Absolutely. So, um, and so, yeah, so guys, before we jump in, I just, uh, news bits, I mean, there's always Star Wars stuff going on, but um, I was just thinking, you know, we're all thinking Kenobi. I don't know if, if you heard anything new or if there's anything Kenobi related that you're looking forward to or something else you saw. With that next show coming up, I don't know, anything strike you? Um, <laughs> well, the one thing that, that strikes me, and I don't know if it should or not, but I, uh, it's what the internet has picked up on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the poor Inquisitor, the Grand Inquisitor is, okay. is, is, is not quite as a... Um, <laughs> and, and, I, and I bring that up, not because I want to harp on it, but because yeah. ultimately, like, I don't care. You know, if it's the same character, great. I mean, there's going to be right. a difference between, you know, live action and animated. And as long as he's a he's a, the the best actor for the role, you know, I'm I'm totally on board with it. It is a little yeah. jarring though when you see like uh, the animated versus you know uh, the, uh -huh. what the trailer is. But you know, I I am not going to go into a Twitter war with it. Yeah, I was yep. ready for that though because because the lightsabers, right? The lightsabers right. are highly stylized in Rebels, and mm -hmm. that bothered the heck out of me. I could not stand the lightsabers in in they Rebels. Were so they were thin so and thin, pointy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just like I, this this doesn't feel like a lightsaber anymore. You know, it feels like like you 
turned the katana the wrong way and now I can't see it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I, I was ready for it to be a stylistic change. I was I, I think that they did about the best that they could, though. Uh, he definitely has that menace and that presence. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't oh, wait yeah. to see how it plays out on screen. Well, That's, and he sounds, I mean, you know, Jason Isaacs has such an iconic voice, but, you know, at least in the trailer, um, and I can't remember, I don't have the actor's name in front of me right now. I'll, I'll look him up quick. But, um, you know, he's he's got that great, you know, sort of it, it's it's like that. It sounds like it's this this training session, right? Like with the other inquisitors of like how he kind of walks them through, you know, how do we do this? You know, <laughs> it's mm-hmm. just he has this whole philosophy, um, you know, about the uh, what does he say? The Jedi code is like an itch. You know, they cannot help but scratch it. And this whole mm-hmm. and it, it really is this kind of creepy menacing kind of uh you know kind of feel to it so i'm I'm looking forward to it but and to be honest i had forgotten about the inquisitors mm-hmm. i mean and i i just they were they were a rebels villain and so it's it's cool to see right. them break out of the rebels show into a different show and of mm-hmm. course yeah. they're they're a natural foe to have during the time of obi-wan and this seems like it's it's i mean it's that midpoint where i, I don't know that it was ever made super clear where they sort of showed up in, mm-hmm. in the, the timeline. I, I mean, we saw them no, in rebels, the rebels. They just sort of appeared. They were there. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And it's, you know, but that's what about five, I think, well, maybe more than that. No, it's, it's at I, least it's only, five or no, 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 it's only three years it? before the, um, it's only three years before the, the uh, new hope. Oh, right. I meant, so uh, after the Kenobi show, that would be oh. what, like another oh, yeah. two years another... or three. Yeah. But I mean, it's not too far down. Well, Luke, Luke looks like he's, seven or eight i mean yeah somewhere around there maybe 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 even close maybe even 10 so it's not yeah. it's really... i think they said this is 10 years this is like nine years before battle of yavin right okay yep. something like that but but either <laughs> way like this is them like they're they're kind of on the rise um right. in that 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 mission and everything but uh i did have a, some fun with you know the people doing the same stuff they did with cad bane oh you yeah know, but oh, yeah. um it's like I think I said it to Angela back when we were talking about that episode. I, I just sort of see it now as like all of the animated stuff is like caricature of real live action stuff that actually happened. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of, <laughs> that's kind of how I, I kind of headcanon all of it, so to speak, with just like, you know, I'm not looking for hyper realistic animated you know situation here because uh, I know the guys on Rebel Force Radio always laugh about how like the hair and Clone Wars got such a huge internet, you know, <laughs> thing back in 08, 09. And over time, you know, the character's hair started becoming more fluid and everything. So it's like there's there's always something to you know to gripe about. But so and well, anyway. I have to say, young Luke looks <laughs> adorable. Oh, it's so funny. I just showed my daughters the um, we, we went through uh, 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 the Phantom Menace last week which was hilarious because Renata's never really seen Star Wars before and she's not two yet. And so within, <laughs> within one or two days of that, like we didn't talk about it again. There was no other like reference to it. And we're at um, Hobby Lobby and we're in the model aisle. Where, and there's just like, there's models of like, you know, planes and, and racing cars and stuff like that. So she just sees like speed and engines indicated <laughs> on boxes. And she all in her own, she just starts going, Go Anakin, go Anakin, <laughs> and I'm like, yes. racing right. <laughs> yeah, it was like so perfect. But uh, oh my gosh! Well, speaking of fatherhood, but that's maybe a good segue. Let's <laughs> so, go. perfect. There, it, was, it wasn't planned, but um. So yeah, so we're we're, you know, we're talking about all this. Um, uh, you know, what in the last week and a half or so, we're kind of in between 
at the time of this recording our our tabletop RPG, uh, you know, uh, episodes waiting for the big dramatic conclusion to uh, to that. I know I'm on the um, edge of my seat. I know. Well, it's like, <laughs> I see conclusion, at least for this initial, you know, particular scenario. I, I'm sensing we'll have some more, too. But but um, this was a topic that had been on my mind for a while. And I offered to to kind of host it tonight just because I thought it'd be kind of a, a fun discussion at any rate. And I, I had thought of going about this a few different ways. And what I found myself just funny enough, really reflecting on. And I don't remember exactly why it was if I had just seen a a rerun of, of or an old episode of Mandalorian or something like something Star Wars and father figure was in my head. And so um, I just sat down and typed this up one day. And what it really amounts to is. The, so here's the criteria we're going to use tonight. Um, and there's so much more we could add to this. Fair enough. If you want to share any other ideas, by the way, feel free to, to email us and, uh, <laughs> and share share your thoughts with us about this, of course. But uh, we thought tonight we'd look at it from the standpoint of good Star Wars father figures are or here's some things that they do or characterize them. I basically have three categories. First of all, they're good sons. And, and you could translate that a lot of different ways there. In other words. Uh, respectful uh, of their own father or father figure or mentor, master, uh, the order that they're part of, the squad that they're part of, because we're not just looking at Jedi here, of course. Um, just authorities, uh, the law also. <laughs> so so I, I imagine this is kind of the honor your father and mother commandment, you know what I mean, in the Star Wars universe. And then the the sort of uh, social implications of, of that, you know, uh, to the broader society. You know, I'm respectful of, of just authority. So that's the, the first one I was kind of thinking. Uh, number two, they are dedicated to a life uh, characterized by honesty and integrity. And so um, clearly with all these, you know, this isn't going to be the kind of thing where we're looking for perfect characters, because one thing I think Star Wars does so well is that it's very honest about our flaws, right? And, and our, our journey that we're all on and all the characters are on. But at any rate, I think a good Star Wars father figure is someone who's, who's, you know, committed, dedicated to a life that is characterized by honesty and integrity. So we're looking at avoiding things here like masks or ulterior motives or, you know, hypocrisy, selfishness, just in general. And then lastly, they love their children slash students, apprentices, uh, soldiers in their squad, whatever the case is, uh, with sacrificial love. So those are our three criteria. And then on top of that, what I ask these guys to do is to basically, since I'm a high school teacher, rubrics are on my mind all the time. So, <laughs> so I, I came and first it was like good fathers, bad. Fathers. And I was like, well, that's a little that's tricky, you know, because. Am I a good father? I, th I think I am a lot of times, but there's days when I'm like, oh, I need to be a lot better in this area. So what I decided to go with was, is this father figure consistently positive or are they a, a consistently positive influence, a consistently negative influence or inconsistent? You know, so with without further ado here, father, I'm going to go to you first. So who? Oh, I asked these guys to bring three characters just just that they wanted to maybe take a look at and this is where it gets fun. So who do you have? So this is going to be a 
bit of a deep cut for um, especially uh, if you're new to, to Star Wars from Disney. I want to pull a character from the Legends universe. Ooh. Hmm. Um, but it's a character that everybody sh- at least knows initially. Um, Luke Skywalker is, is mm-hmm. my first father figure. But I want to focus on the Legends version of him because that's the version of him as a father that I, well, he's not a father in this. I mean, he's a father figure, but he's not a he has a biological son in in the Legends universe. And of course, to to add confusion to that, his son is called Ben, Um, not to be confused with Ben Solo of canon. And so uh, for for those of you who've read those books and you want you want to see what a uh, I would characterize him as a good father in uh, especially in in the, the in Ben's teenage years. Uh, okay. Uh, it 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 needs a bit of uh, qualification here. Um, you know, essentially, in the early part of Ben's life, he kind of shied away from the Force, and uh, Luke let uh, his nephew Han and Leia's son Jason Solo at the time uh, basically be his his mentor. And uh, Jason Solo becomes Darth Kytus, and so he's actually mm. trying to pull Ben into being his apprentice in the in the dark side so beyond that the beyond those stories when ben kind of comes back uh the the fate of the jedi series is actually what i'm thinking about mostly and and what's really cool about this series is ben is is a teenager and luke is um for various reasons being exiled from coruscant so he and ben go off on this odyssey style kind of adventure trying to find out what went wrong with jason solo and so you get just tons of Luke and Ben together and you get the snarky teenager and you've got the patient, but sometimes, you know, frustrated dad. And, and it is such a fun dynamic to see because Luke is consistently, you know, always trying to guide him, but also letting Ben just make his own mistakes and, um, you know, fall in love with a Sith girl who he knows is going to cause him heartbreak, but he can't, you know, control, you know, where, where that's going to lead, but he can provide, you know, guidance and, and whatnot. And they, they just, they have a relationship that, that I, the, that I recognize I have with my dad of just like the, the banter. And you can just hear it in, in how it's written. And so here's here's just one quote, <laughs> which I just I think it encapsulates their relationship. And I think that it's it's really good. Um, so Luke, Luke and Ben are talking and Luke says, what's one of the first things you learned in training uh, to be a Jedi? And Ben says, don't cut your own head off with a lightsaber. And Luke responds <laughs> after that. Ben says, your eyes can deceive you. Be mindful of your feelings. Girls are fun, but dangerous. Lando has extra cards up his sleeve. So just the, you know, there, there's some, there's some good wisdom there, but there's also some teenage snark and just, you know, uh, sarcasm and, and just to, to see yep. that interplay is, is, is really fun, you know? And so, so Luke, so I think, you know, fits all of those. He, he, he is a good son first, you know, he was mm-hmm. able to even, um, you know, reconcile with his father. Darth Vader. Um, and yes, I think we can all agree, even even in canon, Luke dedicated his life to honesty and integrity. And mm-hmm. very clearly, Luke um, has that self-sacrificial love uh, for, for, for Ben. And for all the Jedi younglings, of course. Sure. I'm recording a podcast, guys. Oh. <laughs> it's perfect. 
Perfect for the fatherhood episode, though. That's right. <laughs> well, and, and it's and it's funny that, that we're doing that today, too, because the gospel at mass today is right. the parable yes. of the prodigal, the prodigal son. Yeah. Um, or if if you if if you <laughs> listen to some of the theologians that I listen to, they, they like to say it's the parable of the merciful father. So they, yeah. they kind of flip mm-hmm. it. So it's uh, you focus on the father. And and of course, part yeah. of the, the father is to be is to be merciful, to be forgiving, right. to be compassionate. Uh, you know, I know that wasn't one of your right. criteria, but that's, but that's also part of, of this whole thing. I'm going to, I'm going to add that. That's the fourth one. So <laughs> mercy, I'm just typing mercy, merciful. Yeah. All right. My, my dad always says it to me, by the way, every time a new school year starts, he reminds me, uh, to, he's like, just remember temper justice with mercy. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like, it's, it's like, oh, it's hard I'm, to remember as a teacher. As I'm heading <laughs> off. Yeah. I'm like, Ugh. he's right. <laughs> Definitely. So how about you, Thomas? Who's your, okay, your, your, so your headline one? <laughs> my, my first pick is what I think is probably one of the easiest to kind of put your finger on. And this is uh, a guy that doesn't get much screen time, which is kind of dad, right? <laughs> it's a, a guy that has you see the effort of him and the, the effect of him as a father in the fruit that he creates in the child that he brings up. Um, and you get to know him through all of the other people that talk about him. And I feel like in my life, that's been a really uh, solid way that I've gotten to know my dad was because my dad was gone a lot when I was a kid. He was working or traveling a lot. And so I've, I've learned to pick up on what other people say about him and how people how other people talk about him. So my pick is Bail Organa. That's my uh, yep. my first as a consistent, uh, good father. Uh, for for lots of reasons, and I think it's we don't know his relationship as a, as a son, so that's like you know mm-hmm. I had to kind of skirt that mm-hmm. one because we, we're not really sure about his lineage, but we do know his the reason that he ends up with Leia is because of his relationship with her mother, uh, because he's right. such a consistent and um, honored figure that helps her that's uh, that she knows she can rely on, and so that's one of the reasons that he ends up with Leia as his ward after, uh, you know, after everything that happens in, in the end of the, in the fall of the Jedi. So I, what I love about him the most is that he gave Leia all the opportunities that she needed to be an effective leader because he knew that she was going to be significant. He knew that she was going to be a catalyst and that she was going to be someone that was going to change things. And, not only did he, he trained her, I'm sure, but he also used the relationship with her to train Mon Mothma. So I don't know if, if, if anybody knows this kind of, it's, it's a little bit of a deep cut on the, on the readings for this. But if you go and read about the relationship that he had in uh, training Mon Mothma, part of what he wanted was Mon Mothma to teach Leia. And in doing so, he kind of pushed Mon Mothma into this rebel role where she she had to be honest about her opinions and about the way that she felt about the empire and make sure that leia wasn't complacent in her position as a senator's daughter and you know really had to figure out her her place and how she fit into the whole thing and because of that it kind of led her down that path where she was like this is unjust we can't put up with this this needs to be something that changes do you mind if do you mind if i push back on that Okay, go for it. <laughs> um, this is what so, I was hoping would happen. So, so to, be, to be fair, I totally agree with you. Um, but the reason that I'm going to push back is because 
of course, as I was contemplating fathers for this uh, show, um, I just Googled Star Wars and fathers because I was like, I just I just need to kind of get my brain working. And of course, there's a <laughs> article on Screen Rant, like so you can, you know, fully trust them on everything. But 10 worst fathers <laughs> in the Star Wars universe and Bail Organa is listed in the 10. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my what, God. what reason did they and, get? And so, so that's that's just that's what I want so to bring funny. up. I, I tend to think it's this is not not I, it, I don't think it takes away from his role or his role as a good father but um <clears throat> basically they are saying that he's not a good father because he isn't protective enough of Leia. so so they're saying mm. um fans will realize that bale failed his failed to keep the promise that he made to, to obi-wan and yoda protect to protect luke and leia um, they were meant to hide the twins so Darth Vader wouldn't be able to sense them. By allowing Leia to be in the public domain, he was putting her at risk. Even asking her to look for Obi-Wan was reckless. Um, it was a reckless decision on his behalf. Bale could have protected her better. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know. Yep, see, I, but see, <laughs> I think that's what's brilliant about him as a father is that he believes in her. And that's mm-hmm. and, and you see in the fruit that comes in that. And that's, that's what is really... Uh, like when I was judging these guys, I was I was thinking like, who are the people that they raised? Because you can judge a father really well by the the child that that results from it. Not necessarily they, that the child has to be perfect or, or anything like that, but that they have a, a confidence and an ability to trust their own decisions. Uh, because I, I think that there's there is some weakness in a in a in a parent who their child when they're grown keeps coming back to them and saying, well, what would you do? What, what's your choice? What, what should, what choice should I make here? You know, they're the part of, especially raising teenagers now, man, getting them to believe in themselves is, is complicated. Uh, you, Cause you don't want them to like just disregard any kind of logical sense because they're teens and they make terrible decisions. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, you don't want them coming to you for every decision because they need to really trust themselves. And so I feel like, I, I feel like there's, there's two sides to that, you know, to that argument there. <laughs> well, and, and I would I would even respond back against the article in that, you know, protecting your child doesn't mean sheltering your child. Right. You know, and, mm-hmm. and so they, they, they're kind of implying that like Leia should be should have been hidden away so that Darth Vader can never find her. But then she would have never grown up with the knowledge of how the galaxy works, how to protect herself. You know, and, and Bale gave her those opportunities. And, um, you know, so I, I, I agree. I think that that's, that's a better way of protecting her than sheltering her and not letting her, you know, learn those essential skills. Do you guys, I, um, and again, like, you know, there's, there's so many fun ways we could, we could go about this. Do you want to just, just while we're, we're kind of hitting some highlights here for these, these initial figures that you, you think are, are pretty good father figures? Um, do you want to offer your like one of your suggestions? Maybe do you have something, someone from the other extreme, <laughs> someone you think is an example of a consistently negative father uh, figure? Maybe I can. I, yeah, in yeah. looking at fathers, I think that you can't avoid those in Star Wars. That it's tends to be one to of the them. biggest like <laughs> plot devices in Star Wars. Is yeah. you know, Anakin. There is no father. The father figure, or Qui Gon, was the father mm-hmm. figure yeah. that died. And, you know, right. Um, those sorts of things. Uh, Thomas, I don't know if you had one in particular you were going to bring up, though. 
I had a different one for Anakin actually. Um I was oh, yeah? I was thinking of Watto as his Oh as, sure. you know, because initially that's <laughs> sure. that's who's raising keep, him essentially. I just keep adding these to the list. There's so many. Or there's like forty on the list right. Watto. Well and, and Watto's Watto's a stretch, right? Watto Watto's yeah. he's definitely a, he is a, stretch, a father but, figure. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he, mm-hmm. That's that's where Anakin's learning a lot of very yep. In very formal uh, formative things right is during that age yeah. where he's working at the shop and having to figure things out yeah. but he's he's basically i mean so i would consider Watto just kind of gut reaction you know <laughs> not a good father figure you know he's he's so in general how, yeah. right i mean he's how in is, how he and... <laughs> they, they they could have fit him into book of boba fett can you imagine that <laughs> Just or even just as like the the fights happening at the end, they're flying through Mos Espa. It's like my shop, you know. Like, <laughs> oh just, man, why did they not like, do that? Very good, uh, you know. Uh, they missed an opportunity. <laughs> but oh, even how about you, Father Juve? Oh, well, sorry. I was going to just mention Watto quick again. Um, Anakin, mm-hmm. though, I mean, wasn't didn't seem to be negatively affected by it. He he seemed mm-hmm. to have a enough maturity to yeah. learn from Watto what not to do. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, um, right. And also what what gave him a lot of uh, a lot of leeway. I mean, the fact that he had yeah. enough pieces together to build a protocol droid on his own. That, yeah. mm-hmm. that meant that, you know, at, at the very least, Water recognized and, and a pod racer, too. Right. Yep. <laughs> yep. So right. at least Water recognized that the kid had potential and was encouraging that potential. So yeah. he's not yeah. terrible, but he's definitely well, not good <laughs> and what's right. funny is when 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 anakin and um padme show up in episode two and Watto's clearly seen better times yeah <laughs> he's he's doesn't you know, he's out like he's got a kiosk now instead of the whole shop you know he's just sort of sitting out there in the tent whatever but uh he seems genuinely excited to see you know mm-hmm. anakin there's like a, a sense of pride yeah that seems pretty genuine you know like he wants to overlook that whole like yeah you're my slave well forget that part you know but he's but he's like you know look at you you're all grown up like that i hadn't really thought of that till now there is a little bit of genuine you know he's he's Mm -hmm. he's sort of proud of him at that moment Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh so my consistently well this is the one that i couldn't quite qualify uh and and (laughs) it wouldn't be me without talking about Django fett Right. So <laughs> the father of like half the galaxy, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, and uh you know, but I uh, like he I I don't well, I mean, even in canon, like I don't he was adopted into the to the Mandalorian. So, you know, mm-hmm. uh Jasper, I think. Uh Jaster. Jaster Real. I, Jaster. Uh, <clears throat> I think I think I'm still messing that. up that name. But, you know, so there was a he had a father figure that that I think that he was close to. And, and in the comics, he's he's very close to, which is, I think, kind of where the the, the canon is has drawn that name from, you know. Mm. So so I mean, I would I would try to say that he's he's a good son in the sense of a loyal son. I don't know. I wouldn't consider Django Fett, you know, on the morally right part of the mm-hmm. spectrum, you know, but I would say that he's he's loyal and and i mean even to a degree honorable he's just mm. gonna be loyal and honorable in the the bounty that he he's getting paid for and and you know right. so um so dedicated to a life of honesty integrity integrity i mean maybe mostly so well, we have to know? we have to judge him by the, yeah. by the religion he followed which is the mandalorian way right mm-hmm. and that's 
we, we see that there is a, a definite orthodoxy to it that maybe takes a little bit to the extreme with the Mandalorian, but whatever he did follow, he was honorable about it mm-hmm. and he, mm-hmm. he did follow it well. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think, and I think he loved Boba like to the point, I think he would have given his life for him. I mean, he essentially kind of did with his fight against uh, master Windu, but yeah, you know, like, <laughs> so he's, <laughs> so this is the one that like, I couldn't, I couldn't quite determine like he's, he's a good father, <laughs> but he's not necessarily the best morally upright father, mm-hmm. at least according to the morality that, that we, we are yeah. kind of trying mm-hmm. to judge, judge this on. But see, this is what's so interesting to me. And I, I kind of sort of did this on purpose, obviously too, as far as, you know, in my own reflection on this, it, it's a fascinating question because it's like, how, you know, there, there's an argument that you have to sort of, make or discussion you have to or dialogue whatever you want to call it that you have to work through in you know real world of what constitutes good fatherhood now for mm-hmm. us you know mm-hmm. like we of course um and i'm not suggesting relativism here you know but that's that's the i think the challenge you run into but it's like you know is our faith deep enough to to really root us in that that confidence that god the father is being honest with us and he really did send his son and he really did, you know it's it's it goes right to the heart of the whole thing i think of of the love of the father and then how jesus you know says that that you know no one um you know th- those who come to me basically right he, we keep getting this refrain over and over as john says in the beginning of his gospel no one has seen god the only son of god you know has revealed him to mm-hmm. us there's this this uh, reality that everything that we can glean from christ's example as the perfect son of what the perfect father's like and then of course that gospel as you said father today so it's just interesting i i picked three things because it made it convenient potentially to kind of <laughs> you know sort of harness a discussion but even as i'm looking at it like you know now i added mercy mm-hmm. you know like well <laughs> so who says or, or, or like um what you guys were just saying about Django, i think with boba by extension uh what we've just seen in the book of boba fett and i'll just say this quickly but like and get your your thoughts on on maybe boba um because i think that that kind of dovetails here I, I mean i don't really know how would you measure boba fett as a father figure in the original trilogy i, I don't know right. that you could really even do that mm-hmm. you know He's like what you know what are you independent talking about? solo bounty Complete hunter. loner right yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. A hired gun you know yep. but looking at him in the, the canon sort of story fleshed out now I was looking at number one. Well, I mean, he's still like his father's been dead for, you know, what, 30 years. And he still has this this. Like ongoing sense of loyalty and reverence, right? And and it's, you know, I'm here to get my armor back isn't a so much a materialistic possessive thing. It's not even primarily I don't think about protecting himself. It's Mm -hmm. about the, the this heirloom. Mm-hmm. you know because mm-hmm. what does he show din like you know at the end of that episode in season one of mandalorian it's like come here i want to show you this you know and then he shows him the chain code showing yep. him this lineage you know that it's it's his his legacy you know and uh and the ship you know of course and everything so so uh but within that same one though i saw that just authorities that i had written down here too <laughs> you know they're respectful yeah. of just authorities um Martin Luther King liked to point out, right, that that everything the Nazis did in, in you know World War II and everything was legal in Germany mm-hmm, right. because they made it legal. So, right. you know, to be a law-abiding citizen on Tatooine, 
Well, you see, know, that's, like, my next two father figures both right. throw that kind of right. like so breaking the law. Well, what if it's a bad authorities? Law? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, what do you have? Good, what, do you want to? Yeah. Who do you yeah, got? So, so that's what, <laughs> do, do we want to move on? I, I, I can uh, I can throw out my second we, one if you'd like me to. I'm, I'm yeah, sure. I think so. All right. So 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 my second one is an actual father. This is uh, and this and I noticed that going through Star Wars, it's hard to find actual fathers that's the this it's it's easy to find father figures that's mm-hmm. interesting but yeah. actual fathers are, are very rare and so mm. uh this one is galen urso the yeah. designer of the death star and the father of jen urso and, and i hope he'd come up yeah we, <laughs> yeah, we see him yeah. kind of in the background you know so he doesn't get as much of a yeah. forefront image but what we see him doing is um that just authority thing is really forefront to him because mm he doesn't believe that what he's done is good and going to be used positively. And so this machine that he's invented, he's invented a weakness in and they need him back to finish the invention Mm. and he's refused to participate in finishing it. So he's removed himself from their ability to make him continue working on it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And in doing so has removed himself basically from existence in in right. the galaxy which is it's got to be hard uh just yeah. first off with the the spread that the yeah. empire has but then also just being able to live on your own I, I know i know we've got like you know moisture farmers on tatooine so it can be done you know you can go live anywhere apparently <laughs> but it still is a big deal for them to yeah. be that far removed from the life they knew probably as wealthy you know scientists that participating in the imperial machine well, and that's I'm, I'm so glad you mentioned that, too. And then, Father, I want to get your thoughts on that. But I just want to throw in one thing, because with Galen, one thing I was thinking a lot about with him is. I'm all about the rebellion, you know, don't get me wrong, but but the. The build up to that, like, you know, in, in Star Wars, like we, we originally just get dropped in the middle of like this conflict that's going on. Mm-hmm. And what I love is, is as the, the years have progressed and we've seen some of these gaps be filled in with this, this era of like. This is confusing. You know, because because I, you know, here I am and we're fighting for this, this cause. And then I I wake up one morning and now we are an empire. And like the chancellor was attacked by the Jedi, but that doesn't seem like I mean, it's it's confusing, you know, and there's there's it's like, yay, we're now we're an empire. But like, is that good? You know, and so to see him caught in the middle of this ostensibly getting into this for all the right reasons and then starting to see this is not what I signed up for, but like. I can't just like, you know, walk away and have no one ask questions, but that Mm -hmm. that's, you know, he he doesn't like, you know, Galen doesn't jump to like trying to like blow up, you know, the, the Imperial post office or, you know, like like instantly like go into these violent tactics. It's like, I'm just gonna resist, you know, maybe he made some complaints and it's not going anywhere. And then it's like, he just goes, you know, tries to go away, tries to leave it alone. He doesn't join the resistance. They, they seem to have connections with Saw Gerrera. You know, of course, so there is they're they're involved in the rebellion, but but in this sort of peaceful, like I'm trying to carve out this little sacred space for my family, for me to live this vocation out, you know, and mm-hmm. that that's that's his primary vocation, not his scientific acumen, which he's so known for. Um, so there, yeah, there's so much packed in that character again, who doesn't get a whole lot of screen time, mm-hmm. you know, and whose brother is going to be Thrawn. No, so we, we, we <laughs> hope, we hope, I hope oh, we so, hope, yeah. we hope, we hope. But, but father, I don't want to, did you, no, did you I, have I thoughts on Galen in particular? You know, I, I guess I have to wonder, you know, um, if, if the empire hadn't been the empire, you know, would he have been, would he have, uh, focused on his family as much as he did? 
Mm. Um, you know, yeah, I, who knows? Uh, <laughs> I mean, what, what I think he wow. did was was honorable. I mean, you know, if he would have just gone and blown up the the lab where he was working, I mean, right. he, that would have been a death sentence for him and his family. So mm. everything that he did was for, I mean primarily the the safety of his family but he also i mean did something very you know risky and and honorable for the safety of the galaxy and building that that weakness mm, into right. the you know into the death star so i mean even that was um i mean a way to to show jin that you know he's <laughs> he's looking for the 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 he's looking at the big picture here you know and mm. and, and so even even in that he and and i think he shows that he i mean he dies for jin you know, right at the beginning, mm-hmm. you know, so he, he's got all those traits of, of a good father. Um, you know, I, and I, and I think that's again, what we've pointed out a lot is, is the tragedy of losing a father, I think propels a lot of these characters that we know. Jin yeah. is propelled by that death, um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, you know, Anakin, you know, with, with Qui-Gon's death or not having a father or whomever, uh, you know, you want to, you want to do there, but, um, yeah, I, so well, I, I would mark I would mark Galen in in the positive uh, side there. Yeah, well, and to be fair, I should I should I should in full disclosure, trying to be an honest uh, father of integrity in my own regard, I should let our audience know that I'm very biased when it comes to Galen Erso, because my my first child was born in December of 2016, and about a week and a half later, I went to see Rogue One. And when Galen is dying and she's holding him, I'm sitting there like a like an idiot, like in the theater, like <laughs> sobbing. You know, and I'm like, that's gonna be like what happens to me someday. <laughs> no, it was it was, the, it was like the it was like it's just it was so funny because it was like the first time I had seen in a movie or TV show or anything like that after she was actually born, like some depiction of it. I'm just like. <laughs> it was just so so it still gets me every time but uh yeah those those father scenes definitely hit different after you start having kids oh my gosh (laughs) yeah it's just like yeah it's uh it's intense so i have to imagine i don't i don't i don't know if we want (laughs) to jump to to the mandalorian but Mm. (laughs) i mean i think there's we could we could we spent a whole we spent a whole series of episodes on the Mandalorian, but you know, especially the two of you being dads and seeing the interaction mm-hmm. with Grogu, you know, I can mm. only imagine, <laughs> right? I find it adorable, but you guys have a, and even I can relate that. to it a little bit with <laughs> my <laughs> nephew, um, you know, but, no, not that. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, my gosh, you know, but I, I, I guess just just to throw this out there, I would I would put yeah. Din in the the good the good father uh, role. You know, even though he's yeah. not exactly uh, the most, uh, um, again, morally upright person, you know, uh, yeah. he'll slaughter a whole bunch of Clatoonians, you know, to, to get the bounty that he's that he's after, you know, uh, cut a dude in half. And he's still he I, I still have a marked as blue slash consistently positive on my sheet, too, <laughs> right. which, which is which is comforting for me as a father as well. No. <laughs> It is Star Wars, you know, it's Star it's Wars. Best. It's not Star Pieces. Star Pieces. <laughs> well, that guy's in pieces. Okay, that's bad. That's bad. Enough. No, but was there anything in particular, Father, about him, no, like his, his example? No, I mean, just, just uh, well, I mean, I mean, there, there's so much to say. Uh, I mean, obviously, there's all the, the cute, you know, interactions of, of you know, Grogu hitting the... the the switch on the plane and, you know, and Din kind of like, no, stop that. Don't, don't touch that. You know, all of the cutes kind of things. But, but also, I mean, what, what gets me more is even just the, um, 
the end of, of season two when he removes his mask for mm-hmm. Grogu. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, so, so yeah. that's showing the, the love that he has for him and the fact that he's willing to sacrifice yeah. his entire life as a Mandalorian for Grogu. And then even during the finale, when he yeah. takes off his helmet, not to protect him, but to reveal himself to him, to be right. vulnerable. Yeah. You know, just that that's whole be idea. One of the biggest, like the best metaphors in the history oh, of Star totally, Wars right there. Totally. Like, that's so much said through that. You know, and, and you know. I, but I but I think that here's another one to add to your <laughs> to your list of criteria. But, you know, like a good father is one who's vulnerable and not in a in a, mm-hmm. you know, kind of a uh, cheesy sort of way. But, you know, if if you have if you're just completely stoic to your to your kids, mm-hmm. you know, that that's not going to help them learn how to how to be good fathers themselves. All um, right. So, yeah. Well, and I just like, like even some of the little fun things, it's not on my list, but, but, you know, like I was just watching the, uh, when he gets reunited with him in Book of Boba Fett, yeah, I, I laugh yeah. every time. So he's like, the shirt, you got the shirt. I said, that's like every, like every dad who was late with getting a Christmas gift or something like, oh, you got it. You go. Oh, good, good, good. Okay. You got it. Like I, <laughs> it, re- it reminded me of like when I was in seminary and like, like, so, so Din's like sending this gift to his kid who's in seminary and, you know, <laughs> hopefully he gets it. I don't know. But, you know, one of the teachers had to deliver it for me, you know. Oh my goodness. That's awesome. <laughs> can I, can I throw one at you guys? Go for it. That's now, see, this is sort of, well, and this, I, I feel like we can, we don't even have to spend a whole lot of time on him. Cause I do want to, um, um, get to what what father had the idea kind of earlier maybe like when we get closer to the end of the program a uh lightning, a lightning round, round. <laughs> run down ones we haven't done here that i have on this list but one that's on here i think everybody would agree is in the consistently negative category but maybe we could just maybe compare him to our list here that that's developing of, of criteria uh uh, but Sheev himself, uh, so you know Palpatine, perhaps maybe the worst father figure in the canon yeah. of Star Wars. <laughs> you know, so so I, you know, uh, what do you guys think? Is there anything in particular that jumps out about you? I mean, he he doesn't meet any of these criteria, of right. course. But is there is there something that really about his character, maybe for you personally, that makes him extra bad so to speak or, or you know the, well, the, the satanic type figure uh, he is right in the, the, in the, in the canon yeah. i i like, sus- what is it I, you think yeah i suspect that most people would agree um the the opera scene in revenge of the sith mm-hmm. you know yeah. when he when he's being his utmost fatherly like come yeah. watch this opera mm-hmm. with me and we're gonna bond and and i'm gonna tell you mm-hmm. what a great jedi you are but really what he's doing is he's manipulating him and so he's yeah. preying on his fears, his fear of losing Padme, and mm-hmm. and he's he's totally you know just just guiding him, um, <laughs> yeah. to where he wants him to be by that manipulation of fear, and and you know and that is, um, I mean that that is just so contrary because then you know, it's just, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, oh. Uh, well, and and obviously in the first, if, if you know, we always say you know the Darth Plagueis novel. I think we, I think we've brought up many times. Different ones of us have brought it up on the show before in some context that like it's the, I think it's like one of the most canonical non-canon things for us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. But I mean, he correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he literally kills his own family in that book when he was like like seventeen or eighteen years old in a force mm-hmm. rage, and then he kills Darth Plagueis. You know, so he's. Not a good son, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, first and foremost, you know, he's uh, he he kills the career, you know, uh, of um, Chancellor Valorum, yep. right, to take his mm-hmm. spot. Like he's it's just constantly he's the only one he cares about himself. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. Well, and then to, to speak on love there, there is no love. There's only that, right. that selfishness right. that, you yeah. know, Anakin being manipulated and everybody else, in fact, who is manipulated, they're being used and then discarded. So think of mm-hmm. Maul. He yep. is just he used on my list and <laughs> discarded. Yeah. You know, and, and that is so contrary to the nature of love and, you know, any sort of <laughs> healthy father-son relationship. So let me... Let me step back and let's look at his moral framework for a minute, because we're, we're giving some other some other shady characters a pass based <laughs> sure. on their moral uh, framework. Right. Yep. Nope, go for um, it, yep. So so when you think about the Sith way, it is survival of the fittest. Mm-hmm. And the entire concept is survival of the fittest, even to the point of knowing that your apprentice will someday kill you. Yep. Right. That's that's the objective is to to make an apprentice strong enough to take your place to be able to do that. Right. 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 To to increase that power. Mm -hmm. And it's when you look at him from that perspective, he's doing everything right. (laughs) Right. He's building the fear into Anakin, which is going to lead to the anger, which is going to lead to hate, which is going to push him over that edge into the strength that he's capable of. And it's horrible. Yeah. It's, right. it's really awful. But if your entire. <laughs> it's morally bent, consistent. It's moral, it's, <laughs> it is morally his... consistent. It's actually yeah. more morally consistent than a lot of the characters in Star Wars. Right. Where it's <laughs> he he is going to make that decision every time. Mm. And. And his objective is to make a a a. a a figure, a child figure, a son in this case, uh, in both cases with Maul and uh, Invader that he, he he pushes to that same decision point, right? Where everything is black mm-hmm. and white, everything it's it's absolutes, and it's dealt with with the strongest possible response, and it's dealt with um with that emotion and push towards power. So it's awful, but it is a father design in that sense of like you know like a lion in the pride where you. Mm. The male lion pushes the other male lions out until he's ousted and the next male lion rises up because it's the strongest for the group. But I think it's I think it's hard for us to I mean, I we can understand that and we can I think mm-hmm. I think most everyone is going to feel that like revulsion and, you know, like mm-hmm. that is so not not right. And the reason being is because we we are all built with the same human nature that is meant to live and to flourish, you know. And to, so if you're living with the knowledge that you are going to train your your apprentice to someday kill you, that mm-hmm. is contrary to human nature and how, you know, how God made us. So it's it's there, there's just that natural sort of revulsion. Um, I'm going to make another plug for the the fate of the Jedi series in the Legends universe, because um, it's it's really interesting. And you bring up that point. Uh, ben Skywalker um, starts dating a Sith girl and read the series if you want to know what's going on. Uh, but it's really fascinating because they they have this this interplay between the two of them that one of the arguments that that Ben tries to use to get Vistara, who's her name, to come to the light side is basically 
don't you get tired of living your life in fear? Because she is like always looking, you know, behind her for who's going to stab her in the back. And, and, and he's like, wouldn't it be freeing to just live and trust? And so it's really fascinating because they play exactly on that, that point. And of course, as you're reading the book or as I'm reading the book, I'm like, yeah, go Ben, go Ben. And, um, I'm not going to say where it goes, but, um, you know, it's, it's, it's also one of those situations where a tiger don't change its stripes. And so, you mm-hmm. know, we've, you know, how do you try to convince someone who's built into that framework? How do you try to say that this is not how we're supposed to live? Yeah. Mm. It's fascinating. It's hard. And because like when you, when you're, you know, you talk, you, you mentioned about always being in fear. That's great for a Sith because fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to power. And and fear, fear leads to, you know, you're always going to, you're going to be hyper aware. You're always going to be on your toes. Mm -hmm. You're always going to be ready. And yeah, but gosh, that would be exhausting. (laughs) It would be. Right. It's very, it's it's predatory. And I think that's, yeah, you know, that's one of the things that we, predator is so, Yeah. yeah, and we recognize that. We recognize that as problematic, especially mm-hmm. as as humans, because that's not we're while we are while we do have those tendencies in us, we don't use them uh, outside of our. Well, we don't use them internally and outside intentionally. Right, right. Mm-hmm. That's not the way we right. we have to survive. We survive because we're intellectually yep. sharper than the things around us, and we have those that ability to group up in flexible groups you know so so there's a lot of things that as humans it recommends Mm -hmm. to us not to be that way so that's why i think we we really you know and 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 just the divine nature that we exhibit that's that's why we we dislike it but i can see the argument from the side of the sith to say Mm -hmm. that you know if the sith's making the argument that like he's the best father in in star wars he's the only (laughs) one that was actually preparing his offspring to take over and to continue working is this like the praying mantis kind of thing? Well, <laughs> like, right. <laughs> well, it's, it's funny because now I'm thinking this 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 would be an interesting sort of thing to pursue in a. I, I was sort of envisioning like a like a follow up episode almost with a, with a somewhat different theme of like creedal commitment and comparing mm-hmm. like like yeah. who is the most consistent like a scale that'd be an interesting thing and try to rank which characters do you think are the most consistently committed to their life creed? So you've got like. Din, you know, is very consistent with his creed. Palpatine, he's right up there. He's, you know? he's up there. <laughs> wow. Do you guys, let me ask you, do you guys want to, is there anyone else you want to you know, pick from uh, who you brought to the table here at all? Or, you know, I have one more. I've got, bring um, up. oh, sure. Yeah, please. So, yeah, go for it. Yeah. So this one, this one's kind of an outside uh, father figure. Again, I'm, I'm uh. picking the ones that have the little screen time, but this guy, this guy yeah. was great. Uh, Father figure, not to a living being, but very significant being in in the Star Wars universe. And this is Kuil as a father oh. figure to IG Eleven, and oh, the, sure. that's cool. The build there, and and the care he had for him, and the the consistency with which he uh, treated him, especially when talking to other people about him. Right, you know, making sure that that he was not not treated specially but but considered as a being on on his own and that was such a, a such a powerful vision of this this creature that understood that droids weren't just machines they weren't just walking uh you know traps mm. that can perform services and be slaves he knew that this was a being on its own and had changed him from what he was into something 
that was greater, you know, had given him a greater purpose. So I just added patience slash determination and faith in their children to my list. Mm, there you go. That's excellent. Really, this is just a brainstorming session for yeah, you to right. catch your own. Yeah, this is, yeah, because guys, I don't, I need some advice. No, we always do. No, this is good though. This is awesome. So, um, Father, how about there, you? There's, yeah, one, else one, one more big yeah, one yeah. that I wanted to bring up was, sure. was Kanan, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and, sure. And because he is such an interesting father figure to, to Ezra in the Star Wars Rebels uh, series, because Kanan himself is broken. And 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 so that and, and again, what one of the great things about Star Wars is that these characters aren't just black and white, you know, and being a father, um, being a being a dad or even being a priest father. I mean, none of us is perfect. So it's it's nice to have someone like Kanan who who. Uh, comes off you know right at the beginning a, a broken person he you know experienced the the tragedy of order 66 and then he's kind of got to um help this rambunctious young young ezra and you know and throughout the series they end up kind of helping each other grow you know and at, at one point and i forget during this series when it happens but at one point he's finally knighted a jedi knight you know and so so even kanan's growth you know, is sort of paralleling um, Ezra's growth as his as his um, as his son, so to speak. Um, and I just I find that very uh, inspiring and and awesome too. And then Kanan, of course, you know, exemplifies even that sacrificial love which he does. And but here's here's one of the key points there too is he does it for his family. So you know, Hera's there. And of course, one of the reasons, one of the things that we've brought up on the show before is the family unit that is Rebels. And so to see the family dynamics play out is is really fun with Kanan as the the figurehead father and Hera being kind of the, the figurehead mom and and seeing all that play out. So so Kanan is, is definitely one that I think deserves some um, props well, there. It's so interesting, Father, because I, I had not thought of this until you mentioned him and he's on my list, too. But this didn't cross my mind specifically. But um. And, you know, I just I always want to be delicate with this in general, just because this touches on people's real lives, of course, you know, out there. But um, I think there's something to the fact that, you know, so he was he was the Padawan to Depa Balaba, who, you know, would would have been technically more of like a kind of like a mother figure right to him. And so we don't know anything really, I don't think canonically about his past as far as like his own kind of father figures or influences, specifically father figures that he would have had. So this, this, you know, it, it makes me think of, you know, I have some, you know, people I'm close to who didn't have, you know, a, a father figure. I, I was fortunate enough to have a, a great, you know, father figure growing up. My dad's still with us. Um, but, you know, a lot of people aren't. Um, and, and then they become fathers. And how, what do you draw from, you know, to, to do that? So he had great examples of, of different different sort of role models and that sort of thing or, or this great mother figure in Depa Balaba. But it's not exactly the same thing. You know, and, and so that that's just interesting, too. I, I've never really thought of that. I want to go back and rewatch Rebels now. <laughs> oh, well, I'll t- hey, guys, I'll tell you what, real quick. We've got um, got a little bit of time here and this. These could potentially open up whole other fun conversations. But <laughs> yeah. how about I you want what should I run down the lightning round here? Sure, let's do it. <laughs> so let's do this. So, so, well, first of all, I just want to these. We're not going to get into details, but just for fun, I just threw down some honorable mentions. I don't want to necessarily get into Chewbacca and Lumpy because we don't want to acknowledge <laughs> maybe the, this holiday special. Uh, plus, we don't know a whole lot about Chief Chirpa, who I had to look up, who's the Ewok chief. I don't know oh. a lot about his fatherhood. But here's the ones that I have that people might be a little more familiar with <laughs> uh, from across different, you know, Star Wars 
Wars, um, you know, uh, incarnations. Uh, first off, Obi Wan Kenobi. Mm-hmm. What, so, what do you? Uh, maybe I'll just throw the name out and get your guys' you know, gut gut reaction. What do you think? Consistent, uh, positive. Uh, yeah, mixed bag, inconsistent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would I would put him down as inconsistent. Inconsistent. I, yeah. Okay. I see him more as a brother than a father. Right. Yeah, and that's that's more of a father to Luke for a little bit than to Anakin. Mm-hmm. But, but even but, then, yeah, not, yeah. Not, you know, like he lied to not him, exactly. he straight up lied to him <laughs> because he was trying to, he was trying to prevent him from hurt, but still, yeah. it's, you know, it would have been wrong yeah. information. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so in, inconsistent, there, there have been yeah. some good memes. I, I've been wondering if I should send or not. I sent Dom one where it's Obi-Wan at uh, 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 Qui-Gon's uh, funeral pyre. <laughs> and when he, looking over at Anakin and the text they put over the bottom, he's like, that's going to be you someday twice and i was like okay that's 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 pretty terrible you know but the look on and poor ewan mcgregor because of course he's so sincere in that scene and they're slapping that text so the next one i have is yoda (laughs) master yoda i put him down as inconsistent yeah see but see i don't think he fits as a father i think he's a grandfather figure yeah that was the next thing i was gonna ask you more of a grandfather because he's more that removed sage yeah wise he's the guy you go to for advice but you don't rely on him for uh for a lot of like talking to and he would i guess he would be the great 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 we could do this forever grandfather is 900 years i just have that that image of of him in the um uh the classroom teaching all the younglings yeah but but again but there's that's not so much a that's a teacher role and definitely yeah more of a we're gonna go sit at the feet of grandpa and and have him teach us his wisdom yeah Although it reminded me a little bit of a master Obi-Wan has. <laughs> that's, like, that's a dad. That's a dad move right there. Right. <laughs> he reminded me a little bit. There's a, there's a priest I know of who is, uh, he, he's been like a, you know, uh, brilliant American history, like Catholic, Catholic church in America kind of you know, history sort of focus. And, uh, you know, I think he was like, in, like an emeritus professor for like 15 years when I met him 12 years ago. Wow, you know, just this thing super, and he'll just just sit down, you know, and he's very old, and he sits at the, and he just <laughs> shares the wisdom, and you're sitting there like, right. wow, you know, yeah. but yeah, so it's a little different. Yeah. Um, next one, I've got Grand Moff Tarkin. Ooh, <laughs> Ooh interesting. <Nope>, consistently bad. <laughs> yeah, consistently, so, like consistently. Well, but like just a, like you even throw that out there, and I and I have to like think, who would he? Yeah, every f- one of them. Who who would he have been a father figure to? Vader. Well, see, in this case, I'm thinking well Vader, but I'm also thinking of the um, are you well the you know the the guys on the Death Star, right? And this more yeah. of like a like a command kind of role, like a father figure, you know. So from a military standpoint, I don't what, like this what guy. about that. Uh, <laughs> oh, she's in Rebels. Bad leader. Uh, the, oh, um, uh, do you know pa, uh, pa, um, Moff? Oh gosh, Governor Pine, Pike Pine, Pile, Pile. <laughs> I think that's right. I think that's right. That sounds familiar. <laughs> she was in one of the books too. Price, uh, price, price pile. What am I, Gomer pile. I don't know what I'm thinking of. Governor. I price, mean, so she, yeah. she, she could have been. She could be yeah. sort of the. I don't know the the the, the understudy child of of, of right. Tarkin. Yeah. Oh, and she yeah. was not. A, she was not a good person. <laughs> <She> was, <laughs> getting judged no. by their fruit, right? Judging yeah, by that's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, and. Uh, in the same vein, perhaps Moff Gideon. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, <laughs> yep. not good. But isn't that like there's no no respect for 
life or first and it's the, again the same things we right. see, like, keep seeing like manipulation and and selfish fear right yep. terror and well and, and i think yeah. the empire's facelessness comes through on these guys right where it's like yeah it's it's they're all selfish but they're not individualistic right they're no the, the way they're going to get ahead is by being the best in the empire and by moving up the ranks and with something with moth getting i saw that was interesting and and, and um um uh, Giancarlo Esposito just does it so well. That last um, episode of season uh, two of Mandalorian, when the whole big build up and like, you know, he, Din gets the dark saber from him and he brings him to the bridge and Din's like, okay, I did it. Here you go. Like Din's just like, you know, and the, the, the just conniving, like the excitement that Moff Gideon has over this <laughs> problem now that yeah. he has been instrumental in creating. Yeah. And that's so demonic, isn't it? Like that, like that, that pleasure he's taking in these people's new conflict, mm -hmm. you know, like that pride. I'm like, oh, gosh, it just makes my skin crawl, <laughs> you know, and he's trying to give the I, I, I can see his face now, like Dan's trying to give the, the saber back. And he's just like, oh, it doesn't work that way. You know, and I'm like, oh, man, I loathe you. So this this one I, I was excited to bring up Han Solo. <laughs> mm -hmm. I thought about bringing him up earlier. I, I don't think he's a good dad. Hey, would you say consistently negative or inconsistent? Inconsistent. Yeah, inconsistent. Right. He's inconsistent. He's another one of those that in the Legends universe, he he starts off very inconsistent as well. In fact, they right. they send their kids off to this kind of remote world and <laughs> don't even raise them until they're beyond toddler age, uh, just because of mm -hmm. like fear of them getting captured by the Empire, which of course they do. Um, right. You know, but like he becomes a really cool dad later on in the in the books. But in canon, I mean, we still don't really know too much. I mean, yeah, we're left with a lot of questions. But I see. I think the thing is, is that he, between him and Leia, they've instilled enough in Ben not to be comfortable with the dark side. And that's mm. that's hard, because if that's a decision that you make on purpose, it, it, we see that it's very easy to be tempted and fall to the dark side. Mm -hmm. So just imagine mm -hmm. if that's a, a decision you make on purpose, but the seed of of good is still there enough to make him uncomfortable with that decision. That's that takes a lot of work. And mm. and and so and, and that scene we see in the death where he's yep. where he's killing, killing uh, Han. It's it's tough. It is a really, yeah. it, it's a gut-wrenching scene. And it's not just because we know Han Solo. It's at that point, they've built that relationship into the situation where you see that it's, it's hard for Ben to do it. And it hurts us to know that a son could push himself to that point. Yep. Mm -hmm. And if, if he weren't, a, if you were a terrible father, that would be easy, right? Yep, right? If you're already on this dark path, you don't care. You hate them. You want to. You want to push those buttons. This is an easy way to power. No problem. Right. You know, easy right. decision to make. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm narrowing it down here. I've, I'm, I've got a bunch more, but I'm just going to pick because I had so just a few that I had on here that maybe we can. Because I don't really know. Like I feel like we'd probably want to, or at least I would want to go and do a little more <laughs> digging. But some that came up and just like even as we're sitting here, like Cham Syndulla, mm -hmm. interesting mm -hmm. one, right? Yeah. You know, and, and the the fight with Hera and him is just so interesting and how they flesh that out a little bit more in Bad Batch, yeah. you know, with with seeing that further back, mm -hmm. which does bring me to one, though, I did want to ask you guys specifically about. And that's Hunter yeah. from the Bad Batch. Mm -hmm. um, how do you think he does? I actually wrote that one down and I put inconsistent <laughs> yep. because I, okay. don't, I don't think he 
I don't think he knows how to be a father. He knows how to be a commander yeah. and a leader. But right. the interactions with Omega, you know, I think throughout Bad Batch, he's growing in fatherhood. Um, right. mm -hmm. But initially, you know, he's 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 the leader, the commander and um, treats yeah. Omega as a soldier and not a not a daughter. Right. And and his attitude toward the rest of the batch is changing, too. It is. So so I think, yeah, I, I think it's too early to say on mm -hmm. him. Sure. I, I want to say inconsistent. Yes. But only because it's too early for us to get the full picture of who he is yep. and who he's going to become. You know, a lot of these other ones, we've had the whole story, but yeah, what did, and, and it was early on because what did Cut's wife say to him something about like because when he starts chewing Omega out about like, you know, like, what were you thinking? And like, she's never been anywhere. She has no idea. And he, she says something about like, it's like in the nature of kids to get into trouble or something like that. Mm -hmm. And it's our and it's in our nature to protect that or something like that. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. like she just sets sets him right as far as like, don't expect to like have her not have the nature of being a kid. Right. <laughs> you know, so you have to learn what that nature is so you can do it better. And, he, and to his credit, I think, you know, he's he's taken that seriously, mm -hmm. you know, so that's cool. Well, here's the last I'm going to throw. Can I throw three more at you guys? Yes. Go for Just, it. So because these are interesting. So Owen Lars. Oof. <laughs> Bad. Yeah. <laughs> I, at least what we see of him. I mean, maybe maybe we'll get more in the OB, in the Kenobi show. Well, that's right? what I'm wondering. But mm -hmm. but Joel, what we what we know, see in episode four <laughs> is very much the. I kind of want to stamp his father out of him, and you know he's going to be this moisture farmer, and you know yeah. you know uh, Luke just wants to go to the stars, and uh, he's not he's not supportive of that. I mean, and and yeah. I think he's trying to be protective, so I don't want to say that he's you know mm -hmm. doing this maliciously, but. He's right. also not allowing Luke to thrive and flourish. But right. see, that's why that's why I disagree with that that uh, analysis of Bail Organa too, right? <laughs> yeah, that, uh, yep. that's what Bail Organa would yep. look like if he was yep, hiding right. Leia away and keeping her from becoming who she was. Well, it's interesting because you know when you when you watch, it's hard to it's impossible to do, but if if you try to watch A New Hope and just shut everything else out and just like this is Star Wars, like this was what mm -hmm. you know. They made this, they put it out there, they they hoped it would go well, but they had, you know, couldn't have imagined what it would become, and, and they needed to make it a good movie, you know, and it is, it, that's why it's so special. Um, the way that Owen talks, it's so clear, you know, or the way Obi-Wan actually talks about Owen, you know, like, mm -hmm. what's this all about? He's like, well, you know, you know, he thought your father should have stayed here and not gotten involved. It's like, well, that's, if Owen and Anakin were actually real brothers and Anakin ran off, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't really quite fit, mm -hmm. you know, the, the full story once you get it. And, and I mean, you can, you can make it fit, but I, I do get you, you get some of that in the original acting of that character. I feel like that resentment, you know, mm -hmm. um, and there's been a lot of cool speculation about where they could go with it. And I'm sure they probably will. This idea of like, he's taking care of Luke. There's inquisitors around, you know, this is Kenobi's fault. Like you can kind of imagine where they're planting maybe some of these seeds of like his resentment of Obi-Wan and stuff, mm -hmm. you know, but, ah, uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll have to see. But I think you guys will like the last two. Mace Windu. <laughs> <laughs> Who I put down as inconsistent, <laughs> mainly just because like, I mean, I love his character, but he's not a warm father. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. You know, and he he doesn't trust Anakin and he has, you know, reasons not to. But then you you see all they've been through and it's like, dude, I feel like you could do more mm -hmm. to kind of, you know, like.
take him out to lunch or something. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and, and, and you get that impression that he's like, he's Obi-Wan's problem. I'm busy, you know, and, well, um, and I keep, there's all these things. And, I look at know. him as if he's a distant uncle. Not so yeah. much a father, but <laughs> that's like, a good, yeah, kind of Anakin, peripheral yeah. there. <laughs> well, but yeah. that's part of the problem for Anakin, right? Is that he never yeah. has a consistent yep. father figure. Yep. He's got a brother, he's got some uncles, he's got this grandfather that's <laughs> right. hanging around, but he doesn't have a dad. <laughs> yeah. Well, which, guys, this couldn't have worked out better because the last one on my list is Qui-Gon Jinn. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> for 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 now at least. But so what I mean maybe that uh is a good place to kind of conclude cuz I had him down as a good one. He's yeah. not perfect. He's got, you know, and even his his I would argue this is going to the books a little bit more and I think father I think you might have read uh what's is it Master and Apprentice is that the one with him and Obi-Wan yes. where they really Yes. Okay. And Thomas did you read that one at all? I haven't read that one now. Cuz that's that's a fun one. The audio book is good. It's either Mark Thompson or uh Who's the other guy? Is it Jonathan Davies oh, or someone I, who, who reads him? Yeah, I think it's. But but he he does a good uh, good Liam Neeson. <laughs> it's not nice. over the top, but it's good. But uh, exploring specifically that sort of Qui Gon's, you know, the sort of sandpapery kind of relationship occasionally with mm-hmm. the, with the council, they explore that a little bit more. But it's not like a complete rejection of authority. It, it's it, he he always comes around to honoring them you know as as best he thinks he can you know um and and i think that's but he's not afraid to push back he's he, obi-wan tends to be a little more like just do what the council says that they're the right. council you know or qui-gon's like what if they're wrong though you know master mm-hmm. not again you know <laughs> that kind of like this you goes know, back so, um, to, to your yeah. to your comment almost on the the creed sort of thing. Like how how mm-hmm. uh, how much is he following the creed? Uh, by the way, it is Jonathan Davis who does the the audiobook yeah, or Davis uh, that yeah, one. Yeah. Um, right. You know because Qui Gon, you know I think he's he's probably one of the better uh, figures that we see who will follow his conscience. You know, mm-hmm. and when it when it goes away from the creed, well. <laughs> I know what's right and I'm, we're going to do it. And that's, you know, where Obi-Wan is like, Oh, you're breaking the rules and you know, whatnot. But, um, Mm -hmm. you know, but I think, I think that's an important lesson, lesson to impart too. And, um, and definitely, I mean, he would have been the quintessential father figure for Anakin. Yeah. And George Lucas, I mean, we, we all saw that interview or Filoni, I guess it was Dave Filoni. He talked about, you know, duel of fates and the fact that they were the, the duel between Maul and Qui-Gon. It was, it was, yeah, that was kind of that's the well, moment you know that, that, of, of Anakin's kind of trajectory is determined. Yeah, that like minute and a half or whatever that Filoni had in that little Disney gallery, like you know that flows out of a lot of conversations with George Lucas. Yeah, yep. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh man, Thomas, any thoughts on Qui Gon? Or I think I think we see Qui Gon as a good father when he's interacting with Obi Wan throughout the Phantom Menace because mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. he's very patient. He's mm-hmm. very uh, he's very calm. He he provides that basis where Obi-Wan can create who he is. And that's, I think, the brilliant thing about him as a master for the Padawan, too, mm-hmm. that he's not forcing Obi-Wan to be anything particular. He's right. He's teaching him. And and the, the lessons that he's teaching him are lessons that are just 
life lessons, right? So it's mm-hmm. it's not you know he's it, when you're when you're in the car with your dad and you, and he says, yeah, well, I mean, you know, if you follow somebody that close, you're gonna you're gonna get in trouble for it at some mm-hmm. point or another. And he's not he's not telling you to slow down. He's not telling you to stop. But he's very clearly telling you to slow down, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> back off, you know. Mm-hmm. And and those are the best moments with your dad where he's he's giving you that life wisdom of like, look, I know this from experience. You're right. going to figure it out. You can listen to me or you can figure it out, you know, yeah. and that I love those kind of moments that he has with Obi-Wan in, in Phantom Menace. I'm thinking because I just watched that last week, as I was saying with with my daughters, funny if so it's on my mind. And there's actually now that I think about it, there's a lot of he, he exercises that, I think, in different ways with a lot of characters. I mean, you know, even mm-hmm. when he says to Padme, you know, or well, I guess when she's in her queen garb and everything. So it might have been Kira Knightley. I don't remember. I, I like to go and check the scenes and see <laughs> yeah. like, wait a minute, you know um um but, and by the way a little trivia moment the first time that that natalie portman appears in the makeup as the queen is actually when she's talking to palpatine on uh <laughs> their, their little meeting where he's saying about how messed up the government is so that was the anyway but um but when he's when they're going back to naboo and she's you know got this plan and he's he's just i don't really know what you plan to accomplish by this your highness like he's but he's respecting her authority as queen mm-hmm. but he's telling her like this might not be a good idea, you know, right. <laughs> kind of like, here's what I can do for you. Here's what I can't, you know, you, you need to understand that, but I trust you to make your decision. So he, he shows that respect, I think, you know, kind of parallel or up and down. Um, and even fun, even the correctives I love with Jar Jar, Yeah, you know, because mm-hmm. he, he's patient with him. And then the tongue shoots out, he just <laughs> yeah. grabs it. And he's like, don't do that again. You know, like that, that dad moment of like the look, you know, like, no, you know, like, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> oh, so do you guys have any any final thoughts on fathers and Star Wars? I mean, this this exceeded my wildest expectations. Couple <laughs> uh, plugs for for novels that are coming up in regards to Obi Wan. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in fact, there's yeah, one um, coming out July 26 called Star Wars Padawan. It's actually Obi Wan and Qui Gon. So uh, nice. kind of in the oh, early nice. the early years of of their uh, relationship. Um, and then the other one that I'm I'm excited for is is actually one called Brotherhood, and it's it's between um, Anakin and um, Obi Wan. So when when he's oh, wow. an apprentice to Obi Wan, so wow. I think that's taking place before Episode Two. So that'll be cool. Um, so yeah, so Very since cool. we've been talking about those relationships, that's kind of all Very that cool. I wanted to say. How about you, Thomas? No, I, I think this is a great, great discussion. And I, I, you know, if you listen to Dave Filoni, and I think that he's right on the money when he's talking about it, that fatherhood is one of the central core issues mm-hmm. of Star Wars. And mm-hmm. the really good Star Wars seems to cleave to that pretty tightly. So, yeah, keep it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we wrap up, uh, we do have some listener feedback to get to. And Thomas, back to you for a sec, as I understand we got some... Um, special feedback or, or props on a recent tabletop RPG yes. part one episode. So what, what, what's that all about? Oh man. So, so this is pretty cool. Um, I, um, I'm really, uh, I'm, I'm involved in the discord channel for the burning wheel and it's a great community. Uh, and I love the outreach that they have. And I just kind of floated the idea of what I was going to be doing with you guys for that, uh, for that first, uh, 
episode with it and they gave me some phenomenal feedback about it and, and said okay you're not gonna have enough time for all of that so pare it down a lot <laughs> and i was like okay fine all right i'll do that um but then afterwards uh the guys who created the star systems document that we're using uh they were like okay so you said podcast team did you actually record this and i was like yes i did and so i shared it with them and and they loved it um i my my favorite part of the commentary uh that i got about it was uh he he asked he said so first off i have a lot of questions uh and one of the questions that he had was did you actually get ashley Eckstein to introduce your show yes we did so and then and then the other question he had was um so so all of you guys are roman catholic because that's pretty amazing and i love the fact that i got to respond well three of uh three of the four of us are one yeah, is Byzantine, all... so you know, <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of, you know uh, great moments there but uh, yeah they were they were really impressed they thought that, that it, the rapport that we had was really good and they felt that it was a you know a really good showing of the thing and i'll, I'll tell you <laughs> yeah. i have a ton of notes myself because um it's very different playing the game and recording yourself playing the game totally that's just the way you have to deal with stuff yeah well that's awesome and, and we um we did also have a speaking of that uh, we had a comment on the episode that came in from elizabeth g on our facebook page and she wrote this was so much fun would love for this to be a semi-regular part of the podcast or at least if you guys could finish the overall campaign <laughs> seriously enjoyed this so much thanks for all that you do and that's awesome. so that's it. Uh, that's it from us here tonight. Listeners, what did you think of this episode of the depiction of fatherhood in the Star Wars universe? Please let us know. We'd love to hear your take on it. Uh, be sure to email us or comment on our Facebook or Twitter pages and let us know. You can uh, email us any feedback you want to Star Wars at SQPN.com and find StarQuest on Facebook at Facebook.com slash StarQuest Media and on Twitter at SQPN. We'd also like to take a moment to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create the secrets of Star Wars, including Katie T, Lisa S, Joe S, Jack B, and Christopher H. Their generous donations at sqpn.give make it possible for us to continue the secrets of Star Wars and all of our shows at StarQuest. You can join them by visiting sqpn.com give. But but special note there, if you do go to sqpn.com slash give, um, you will be a special member on our Discord channel. Uh, we have a Discord oh, channel now yes. that is for all of StarQuest Media, but we do have a Star uh, a Star Wars section in there, which is good. It's been generating a lot of really interesting conversations. Indeed. So. I don't think you need to be, you don't need to be a patron to access it. All, Correct. I think you don't have to be. All right. you need to do is go to SQPN. You get the special red letters. <laughs> <laughs> but for all of those of you who are not on Patreon and you want to join the Discord, go to sqpn.com slash Discord. And, and while we're at it, check out the merch too over at sqpn.com. <laughs> so there's, there's, I, I didn't even know how much was on there. I lost track of that. So, but, uh, and also, so uh, be sure to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. If you haven't done that already, what are you doing? Do it. Subscribe. <laughs> so, <laughs> Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, or on the SQPN YouTube channel. Sub uh, subscribe to that as well. Uh, to find previous episodes of The Secrets of Star Wars, please visit sqpn.com slash Star Wars. And so we will be back in two weeks as we dive into, uh, drum roll here, part two. Uh, of the tabletop RPG, so the dramatic yes. conclusion that the, the fans want, the cliffhanger is, is about to be resolved, so uh, uh, that'll be next. So until next time, Father, thank you so much for joining me tonight on The Secrets of Star Wars. Absolutely. And Thomas Sanjuro, thank you as well. It's been great. 
And once again, I'm Mike Creevy. Thank you for listening to The Secrets of Star Wars on StarQuest.